When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is a part of the Maisie Media Network, a community of podcasts for women by women. What's up, loves? Welcome to Destination Heal, a podcast where I obsess over giving you the tools that you need to choose happiness and create more joyful moments. I am your host, best-selling author and lifestyle blogger, Ty Alexander, and I am basically your new wellness hype girl, so welcome to the party. Before we take uh, a deep dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes if you've enjoyed us so far. You can also head over to our website destinationhill.com to explore our spiritual toolbox, which is filled with gems that I have curated to help you cultivate those much needed life shifting healing experiences. So let's get into today's episode, unpacking your emotional suitcase. I think culturally self-care has become like the cute thing to do. Like there's lots of Instagram posts and quotes and blah, 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 blah. There's all kinds of yoga and mindfulness parties, self-care sessions, self-care retreats. By the way, ours is in May 2020. I'll tell you more about that at the end of the episode. (laughs) But no one really talks about how to self-care, the how of self-care. And for me, the core of my self-care revolves around the constant unpacking of things in my head and the experiences that I have. And I know we beat up the word unpack to death, like we beat that unpack to death. But let me explain the actions behind what that really means. Unpacking is really just being mindful or aware and not just being present in your feelings, but also being aware of being aware. But again, the question is how can we be more mindful? I believe it's all about approaching your present experience with what mindful expert Dr. Daniel Siegel has coined as COAL. The acronym COAL describes the qualities and traits of a mindful person. The C is for curiosity. The O is for openness. The A is for acceptance. And the L is for love. I get really curious about what I'm feeling and why I feel a way about it. Whatever the it is. I was talking to my friend Rhonda. She also has a podcast called Frenning, F-R-E-N-I-N-G. You can find it on podcast networks, wherever. And she mentioned that she loved the way I was always evaluating my conclusions or my feelings. And I can remember as... I can remember early on that curiosity was like my lifeline, right? So I grew up with a father who was a functioning addict. 
And depending on who you ask today, he still is. If you were to ask me, I would say he still is. But at an early age, I went to therapy. It was mandatory and a part of our family rehab. My dad had to go to rehab in order to keep his job, in order really to keep his family. My mom was fitting to leave him if he didn't get clean. And so in therapy, there were a number of coping skills that I learned, including mindfulness. I'm not sure if that's what we called it back then, but I, I, I recognize that I learned them in therapy. I can remember being a kid, um, tell you a story. I can, I can remember being a kid in the backseat of my dad's car while he and his friend were in the front seat doing what I believe to be drugs. And I say what I believe because I recognize that kid brain is tricky. Okay. Sometimes it creates narratives for our protection and our safety. But this is the early experience of recognizing and being curious of my feelings that I can remember. I can still very vividly play that memory back in my head. And uh, get a little emotional. I can remember feeling, I remember feeling anxious. I remember feeling like something really bad was happening. Like it just felt wrong. And this was way before like those kids don't do drugs commercials. So I don't know how or why I felt that way. And maybe it was just, you know, my dad's like projection of his own feelings. Like, you know, when you're doing wrong things. So it it could have just been his projection of those feelings. I'm not sure. But this was the first time I remember experiencing being aware and curious about my feelings. So now, naturally, as an adult, I am super curious of my feelings. So after you get curious about your feelings, you got to be open about them, open to them. And open in a way that doesn't require the answers. We often want a why did this happen to me kind of scenario for our feelings, but happy endings like that aren't always around. And what happens in most cases is that we begin the process of being curious and what we feel then becomes overwhelming. So we suppress our feelings. We put them in our back pocket, in our suitcase. We close the suitcase, throw it over back and keep going. And so years and decades later, those same feelings become toxic. What we must unlearn, especially in black cultures, is that feelings will go away if we don't acknowledge them. That is the biggest lie we've ever kept telling people. Trauma will happen. It's natural, absolutely natural. Trauma also happens to every person in my belief. That same trauma will then generate emotions and feelings that will make you uncomfortable unless you process them at the time they occur. And when you don't take the time to process them or be open to your feelings, they get stuck in your head and your heart and it will affect you negatively, both mentally and sometimes even physically. Being open to your feelings is when 
you allow a healthy flow of processing those distressing emotions like anger and sadness and grief and fear. If you don't learn how to be open to your feelings, underlying issues will form and you cannot resolve them if you run from your feelings. So now that we've gotten curious about our feelings and we know what we, we know what they are and we are open to feeling them at their toughest capacity, we must accept them. Ooh, Chile. <laughs> Accepting my feelings can be a heavy assignment because I have to have the discernment to tell whether or not this is about me or is it about you? So my grandma died last week. If you're following me on Instagram, you already know this, but um, I didn't really care for her as the black folks say. Like she wasn't my favorite grandmom, like just what is what it is. And I didn't like the things that she did to my mother. Her and I, my, my grandmother and I were not on the best terms and haven't been really since my mother died before then. It actually has started way before then, but that's a whole novel that I, that I could probably write. The, the short back story though of our trauma is that my grandmother had her third child, my mother, and left that child with her husband's parents which follow me would be my great grandparents. Now, there are stories of my grandparents not letting my grandma take my mom with her to New York, but the clarity of that I will never fully know since both my grandmother and my mother are gone. But my grandparents raised my mother like their own until my mother went to live with my grandmother years later. In between that time, right, my grandmother had a son her last child, whom she kept and raised. This obviously caused all kinds of mental trauma and feelings of unwantingness for my mom. Fast forward because my short story is becoming a real long story, but my mother took care of my great grandparents until they died and they in turn left her their family home. This caused lots of division in our family and probably the earliest time that I can remember openly talking to my mother about her feelings. This is also when I realized that I was a whole entire empath and I basically mimicked my mother's feelings towards my grandmother. I accept this. I acknowledge this. A lot of my feelings about my grandmother are because my mother was hurt and therefore I was hurting for her. I believe that my grandmother in turn was not able to love me in the same capacity as her other grandchildren because of her relationship with my mother. I also have accepted this. I also know that because there are some gaps in that story and lots, <laughs> lots of unresolved communication, I feel indifferent about my grandmother's death. But it also very much feels like closure. And I accept that. The last letter in the acronym Cole, I believe is so fitting 
The L is for love. Now that we've processed everything, it's time to simply love. And when I think about or talk about the act of loving, I think it's really important to focus on how you love when it's inconvenient to do so. Ask yourself, am I loving this person beyond the circumstances? And for me, my dad, my dad is a hard person to love because for as good of a father he was to me, he was almost equally as bad. And what I would argue is that if you, if we all took a really deep dive into our feelings, we might come to the same conclusion about a loved one. But what I have come to understand is that by the standards of how we treat our children in 2019, growing up, my dad and his siblings were emotionally and physically abused. And honestly, the generation before us did not have the same resources and opportunities for healing that we do. So I love my dad beyond the circumstances. I love him beyond his addiction. I love my dad beyond his inability to apologize for his wrongdoings. And I love my dad beyond his own understanding of the person I've become. And so practicing this kind of love means that I don't have to necessarily ignore my feelings and emotions, but I also don't have to react to them. I can, I can still remain in the present with them, even though they might be unpleasant or painful because I am loving beyond the circumstances. So as we head into the holiday season and we are engaging with things and people who trigger us, remember to be curious about those feelings. Remember to be open about those feelings. Remember to accept those feelings. And then try to love beyond those circumstances. I really hope that you enjoyed and loved today's episode. This first season of our podcast is really a sneak peek into what you get when you come to self-care and real life retreat. Our second annual retreat is happening in May, 2020 in the glorious Los Cabos. All of the details can be found on destinationheal.com and it's just $100 to reserve your stay, but we only have about six or seven slots. And as we enter into a new decade, this is the perfect curated experience to help you find the courage you need to put yourself at the top of your priority list and to harness that healing power that really lives inside of us all. 
If you did enjoy this podcast episode, please do me a favor. Y'all know I love favors and uh, submit your review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you are listening to me today. Also, I kind of think you like me like we go together or something, you know, so go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new episodes each and every Sunday. And I want to encourage you to share your favorite episodes on IG stories, on Twitter, on Facebook. Just do your girl a favor and share it so we can keep the conversation going beyond today. And lastly, when you do share it, make sure you tag me. I am at Love Ty Alexander and at Destination Hill. Thank you so much for listening to me today and other days. And until next time, toodles. <laughs>